On today's show, the twin test, one herbivore, one carnivore, and which one wins? Also, say goodbye to Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. And who killed this married couple who had only been married for one week? And are you in the Smile Direct Club? God, I hope not. All this and much more. Welcome to this. Welcome to Deacon Live. And for the next 60 minutes or so, we'll get you updated on the social news stories that you might have missed from the past seven days or so. So how are you? How are things? How are things going? I hope you're doing all right. Hope you're getting along with everyone. I'm not getting along with anyone. You know, I piss someone off. I don't know. I always piss people off and they take it personally and stuff. But uh, before I get into that, I just want to give you an update. Uh, we were talking about uh, my dog, Cookie Puss. Unfortunately, we lost her uh, the Thursday after Thanksgiving or the next Thursday after Thanksgiving. Uh, so uh, we lost her. Yeah, she, uh, she passed away in her sleep. So... Uh, you know, we took last week off. It was kind of like, uh, unexpected, uh, as far as, uh, you know, the, all her blood work and everything came back and the doctor said this was good and her heart was good and the lungs are good and all the other ALKC one numbers were good, but she just said, you know, I can't stand up anymore. And, and bulldogs have a hard time, you know, just standing up on their own and she wasn't eating. So I don't know if there was a, a mental thing or some kind of brain thing going on with her. Uh, she did pass away. Um, so cookies no longer with us. So, uh, I know, I know, I know I'm not looking for likes or clicks or anything like that unlike some people that i know and uh you know i'm just saying that, just give you an update that we lost cookie puss about two weeks ago so there you go now one thing <clears throat> as you guys know I, I, cr- I crawl through your social media feeds and stuff and i'm looking for stories that that i think are, are interesting that might not make it to like the top level the cream of the crop type stories that, that are on the news feed and that's what makes deacon live deacon live so some of the stories when i get to them and TMZ is is famous for doing this. Now, I don't know. I still, (laughs) you know, I'm an adult, right? I understand social media. I understand how all this stuff, but I do not understand how when they say, you know, see, um, uh, what's her name? Mariah Carey. And this is what she did and all that stuff. And, you know, for more information, link in the bio. And I go, okay, link in, link in the bio. I, I don't know what that means. I'm looking for a link. Just put the link in there. Just put the link. And then I know they can't do it on Instagram, and that's where I'm finding it most of the time. And so I'm, I'm taking it verbatim of what that means. Link in bio. So I go, okay, TMZ. And I go to the top, and it's like TMZ and TMZ Internationale, which is the overseas stuff. And I'm like going, I'm looking in the bio. There's no link in the bio. There's no, and I, and I look at all the different stories and I can't find the one with Mariah Carey that she was naked running around with her hair on fire. I'm looking for that video. I'm looking for what, and I'm link, and I go back to the story, link in bio. And then I start going through the comments to see if someone else would post some kind of link or something where I can figure it out. I cannot figure out the link in the bio. So if you know how to fix that for me, I know it's probably just something stupid. Like, here you go, dummy, you know, click on this right here. And this is what happens. And there's your link in the bio. If you could do that, go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live, and at the bottom of the page says, Be Heard. I'll leave a message. You can be anonymous if you want, if you're a little pussy, (laughs) if you want to be anonymous if you want. uh, Leave a message in there, and we'll play it on the very next podcast. If you get it in soon, though, maybe we'll play it on this podcast. Who knows? Stick around. You might hear yours. (laughs) So if you have what the, the issue is or what my issue is as far as what the link in the bio, does it drive you crazy, too? It just makes me feel so dumb because I'm like going... 
I, they've been, and it's nothing new. It's nothing that they just came out with. They've been doing it for years, and I still cannot figure out what. Click link in the bio. I just don't get it. Uh, I, I'm confused. Someone please explain to old man Deacon uh, how to how to find the story because there's a lot of cool stories out there that I I come across and I'm like, oh, this would be really good to talk about on the air. And then sure enough, it goes, you know, Trevor Noah slams his car into a homeless children's shelter and pulls out his penis and pees on a fire hydrant. Lincoln bio. And I'm like going, why isn't anyone talking about this? I wish I could talk about it, but I can't find the fucking story. <laughs> the goddamn link in the bio. So there you go. All right. That's my problem for now. All right, guys, we got a lot to talk about, lots to get into. And you're wondering why eggs cost so much during the pandemic. Well, guess what? We are going to have the last lap when we come back. So stick around. You'll see the Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's the Deacon. Have you downloaded this app yet? And you say, well, what app? The app I've been talking about for the last two months, the real-time voice analyzer app. We've made it through Thanksgiving. We're getting ready to go into Christmas time and then the New Year's. And you want to protect yourself. You want to protect your family from any kind of diseases. You don't want to go around with a cold and you're like, ah, it's, it's nothing, Charlie. It's nothing. Well, sometimes it is something. And this app can help you tell whether it's something or not. The real-time voice analyzer app is available for Android and Apple phones. It uses the biomarkers in your voice to tell you if you've got something wrong with you and you need to be concerned about it. So why are you waiting? Download this app right now, the Real-Time Voice Analyzer app. If me talking about it is not going to make you do it, how about this? 10 tests absolutely free. Just sign up. No credit card. You don't have to put a credit card or anything in there. All you have to do is just sign up. Put your name, put your email. That's it. Download the app. You can have it on your phone. And what it does is it just runs through a simple voice analyzer test. That's what the name of the app is, voice analyzer, and lets you know if you're not feeling well before you go see grandma at Christmas. It might be your last Christmas. You don't want to hurt grandma. And then you got this whole New Year's party coming up. You don't want to screw it up for your friends. So download the Real-Time Voice Analyzer app. If you need more information on it, you can go to therealtimevoiceanalyzerapp.com. Download it now for peace of mind during this holiday season. It's been one week since you looked at me Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me You're saying get back together, come back and see me Three days since the living room I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you Yesterday you'd forgiven me But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry Hold it, now I want to hoodwink Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman Welcome back to Deacon Live. Don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video over on YouTube as well. So if you're listening to the whole entire audio section or the audio on iHeartRadio and, and Spotify and iTunes and all that, we appreciate that. But there is a lot of visuals that go on here during uh, during the broadcast and a lot of articles with videos and pictures and stuff. And you can see those in real time as we're talking about them here on the air. Just go over to YouTube, search Deacon Live Podcast. Make sure you subscribe over there. It's not a money grab. Believe me, I get my money somewhere else. It's just another media uh, avenue for you to enjoy the Deacon Live podcast. And while you're over at ProfitRadio.com, that's ProfitRadio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com, get yourself something for free. Proud sponsors of Deacon Live and all the other fine broadcasting that comes out of the Profit Radio studios here. Now, we have chickens on our property. We have, uh, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. We sit on about 22 some odd acres because we have horses, we have cattle, we have chickens, we have, we don't have dogs anymore, unfortunately. Cookie passed away. She was the last dog that we have. And just on a side note, my wife 
wife said to me after Cookie passed away, she's like, you know what? This is weird and morbid at the same time. And I said, well, what is it? We're driving around. She's like, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is a couple days later. I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, here we go. She goes, uh, this is the first time in 22 years that I have not had a dog, you know, in 22 years. Now, my wife's a young lady. So uh, since she was 20 years old, uh, she's always had a dog in one shape or form. And she ran down the list of all the different dogs that she had growing up. Uh, and then um, me, this is my, well, with with my wife, with her, this would only be my fourth dog I've ever had. Uh, and there's been some uh, times and spaces in between where I didn't have dogs, but I was also uh, in a working in a field where I couldn't have animals at the house waiting for me, you know, going from, you know, the radio station to a nightclub to another nightclub to a live event type deal. I, I didn't have anyone that I needed to tie me to the house. So I never had dogs until I got into a serious relationship with my wife before I married her. So it was just a weird concept that she has. Now, one of the things that we do have here on the property is we do have chickens and we have chickens for one reason, one reason only to make millions. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We're, we don't make millions on the chickens. We have an LLC because of the, the agricultural district that we live in. We live in, uh, like I said, uh, just outside of Charlotte. Uh, and we do it for tax purposes only tax purposes. Uh, so we can claim income and we sell the eggs. Now we don't sell them 15, $16 a dozen. No, we only charge, you know, uh, $3, $3 a dozen is a fair rate for us. And, uh, people come by and they buy, you know, six, six to eight to 10 to 12 dozen at a time from us. And then they turn around and sell them by all means, go make your money. We're just trying to pay the food uh, keep the food, the chickens fed with the food and scratch. And that's what it pays for. Now and then we get some lottery tickets, but that's about it. I mean, it's nothing to, you know, <laughs> quit our day job doing. But unfortunately, during the 2000s, uh, we were getting, we got hit, bombarded, even during the whole uh, uh, pandemic and stuff with the whole, uh, they had bird flu and all this other uh, flock diseases and stuff. And so egg prices were going up. Well, right now in Indianapolis, a federal judge or a federal jury in Illinois has ordered $17.7 million in damages, more than $53 million under the federal law for several food manufacturing companies who were sued by the, uh, let's see, major companies who had sued major egg producers over the conspiracy to limit egg supply in the United States. It's kind of like diamonds. They've got diamonds galore, but they only let a few out into the public. That's what, that's what makes them valuable. The jury ruled last week that the egg producers use various means to limit the domestic supply of eggs to increase the price of the products during the 2000s. The time frame conspiracy was the issue throughout the case. Jurors ultimately determined that damages occurred between 2004 and 2008. Obama, <laughs> that's what you were doing, you and your stupid movies that you put on Netflix. Uh, the damages verdict was reached uh, Friday in the Northern District of Illinois. According to the federal antitrust law, damages are automatically tripled, bringing the total to $53 million. Court documents on the verdict were not readily available Friday evening, but the statements from the manufacturer's attorney of one of the egg producers confirmed that's about a total of $17.7 million per uh, company that's going to get it. We are extremely grateful for the jury service and finding Brandon Fox, an attorney representing the food manufacturer, said in a statement. This was an important case for many reasons. The jury awarded uh, recognizes its significance. Attorney for the four egg suppliers named in the lawsuit did, did not immediately return phone messages on Friday. Court documents show the defendants have denied all claims. The egg suppliers include family companies such as former chair John Rust, who is running for U.S. Senate in Indiana. Well, not anymore. <laughs> and 
And in a written statement of the verdict, Russ said the jury's decision, it will be appealed, he says. Why not? The jury found that egg suppliers exported eggs abroad to reduce the overall supply of the domestic market, as well as limiting the number of chickens throughout the means, including cage space, earlier early slaughter and flock reductions. Uh, jurors were specifically told not to consider the more recent changes in egg prices during their deliberations. So there you go. They found them guilty. God damn it. You guys are guilty of doing this shit. So cut it out. Isn't that something? I mean, but they don't do that with the diamond people. Why don't they do that with the diamond, the beers and all that? You know why? You know why? Because a lot of them have their fingers in other people's pockets, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So we'll see what happens there. I know um, our egg prices. I had a lady just the other day who came up and bought, uh, I think, 22 dozen from us. She, old Filipino lady. And she's sitting there smoking. I mean, like old, when I say Filipino, like old Vietnamese looking lady. You know, she's like a dried up raisin forgotten on the sidewalk. And she's sitting there and she's smoking. And she's like, you mean, you know, how many eggs you got? And I gave her like 17, 18 dozen. So she sells them in her little village, her little town that she lives at. Sells them for probably, you know, 10 bucks a, 10 bucks a dozen. They're the one gouging her, right? Or she's gouging them. Now, unfortunately, this couple, now my wife and I have been married coming up on, oh God, I'm going to get this wrong. Coming up on 10 years, actually. Uh, next year, this coming year, four months from now, we'll be married 10 years. I got married late in life. Uh, my my wife, uh, she's a career woman. I'm a career man. Uh, when our careers got to a, a good level playing field for everyone, we said, ah, let's do it. You know, <laughs> let's give this old marriage thing a whirl. I'm kidding. It was it was love at first sight. Well, second sight for me, first sight for my wife. No, our first date didn't go very well, according to me. But she, she said, I had to have you after that. So there we go. We've been married for coming up on 10 years. Now, this Florida couple right here was only married for one week when they were killed in a double homicide murder over the weekend. Deputies have responded to a shooting Saturday morning in West Palm Beach. They found a man and a woman dead with gunshot wounds at a residence. The sheriff officer said at the time, the police say that they were talking to a person of interest. Now, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video and you can see all this in real time as we're talking about it here. I'm going to switch screens here so we can blow this video up and you can see this as we're talking about it here. Let me make sure we got all the volumes up and all the volumes are ready to go. So here we go. Florida man charged with killing newlyweds that have only been married for one week. Just down the road from where Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputies say two people were gunned down Saturday morning. He says Around 8 o'clock, he heard several loud bangs. Around 8 o'clock, I heard what sounded like gunshots, but I thought people were just working on someone's roof, so I ignored it and went into the house. And then later, when I went back outside, that's when I saw all the police activity out here. Deputies arrested Sony Josephat after he turned himself in. He's charged with two counts of first-degree murder. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office says when they arrived at the scene, they found two adult victims, a man and a woman, who were shot and killed. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office is not releasing their names. WPTV spoke to a woman that says she's the sister of one of the victims. She was too shaken to speak on camera, but she did give us this photo of the alleged victims, adding that they were recently married. Aww. Neighbors like Deanne Jermil say the two deaths came as a shock to the community. It's pretty quiet and not not too, we don't have like too many things over here. Not too so many things. I don't know how this <laughs> happened. Jermil says that she didn't know the victims personally, but they were members of her church. This is horrific. It's terrible, and I don't know how to describe this. Um, I need to tell you those people are from my church also, so it's heartbreaking. Joseph. Remains in jail without bond. He will appear before a judge Sunday morning. So uh, let me, I'll dive into the story, what actually uh, the story led into. 
A redacted criminal pro, uh, probable cause affidavit reveals the shooting was a target of, of a domestic violent incident. Joseph Fats' daughter called 911 on the morning when she reported that she saw her father shoot the newlywed. In the, the document states, when the deputies arrived, they found the daughter and her brother at the home where the victims were lying on the sidewalk by the front door. Joseph Fat had not lived at the residence where the shooting took place in over a year, but randomly showed up from time to time. He had a long history of being quote-unquote controlling, the document said. The affidavit redacted the details ex explicitly stating the connection between Joseph Fat and the victims. According to the affidavit, the day of the shooting, he was seen, Joseph Fat was seen walking through the yard of the home before he approached the victims and opened fire. Uh, in an interview, Joseph Fat told deputies because he did turn himself in, he became overtaken with anger when he, when he saw a surveillance camera being installed by the front door of the home. Yeah, I got this guy walking up and down the neighborhood yelling at me all the time. I'm putting a camera up. Statement continues saying he walked up to, and they redacted the person's name, and said, good morning. They said good morning back to him. Then... Uh, shot blank in the upper torso in the head. Then he shot the other one several times. And then after they were shot, he kept unloading his Glock 17 uh, into the bodies until they were dead. Jesus Christ. Then the West Palm Beach uh, Sheriff's Office headquarters entered the main detention center of the courthouse and surrendered him. Oh, he drove up to the courthouse and then surrendered himself. According to the do court documents, Joseph Hatt didn't have a previous history of domestic violence or a restraining order with the victims. No drugs or alcohol were involved in the shooting. Man, Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You've got this guy who's, who's giving you a hard time. You know, so you put a, 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 the sensible thing. You know, the, they say that the church-going people, you know, for most... All intents and purposes, that doesn't mean anything. It just means that you, you're focused on one side of, of the aisle than the other. And, you know, they put a camera up to protect themselves. You know, I don't know if they were a, a gun-toting couple or anything like that. Um, but, and then the guy comes up after seeing the camera comes up, just comes up and says, good morning, blam, blam, blam. And then they're dead and he turns himself in. Now, living out here in the middle of nowhere, we are, like I said, we're a rural country. We're a rural county, actually. Where we live at is about 2,500 people spread over, I think, 200 square miles, which is, uh, you know, you could walk for miles and miles and miles and not see anyone. And the weird part is, is when we get a knock on the front door. When I say a knock on the front door, and this just happened the other day. Normally, I look outside and, I, and we got cameras all over the place. So I, there's motion detection. So I get a little ding on my phone, you know. Oh, there's someone at the side door. This guy, well, when a car drives up, but if you walk up, just like off the street, walk up, it's weird because it, it doesn't rain or it doesn't notice you until you get exactly to the front door. That camera doesn't pick you up. I know I'm giving you all the, if you want to come break in the house, come on over. I'll show you how to do it. Um, but this guy knock or rings the doorbell a couple times. I'm like, all right, here comes someone else for eggs. I look at my phone and I see this guy in like a freezer jumpsuit. Now, of course, we live in North Carolina, so it's been 28 degrees or first thing in the morning. So that's not, you know, surprising. I open the door. I'm like, hey, can I help you, man? And he's a little skinny dude. If you've, if you've seen Breaking Bad, he looked like Skinny Pete. And he's all like tweaked out and stuff. And he's like, man, I just got a white guy. And he's got tattoos all over his arms and all over his neck and everything. Just like shitty tattoos, not nice tattoos. <laughs> you know, not the gourmet tattoos that you get. Um, but he's sitting out, he's standing out there. And uh, his freezer suit is like four sizes too big for him he's like man i just got dropped off on the corner man they just dropped me out threw me out and now i can't I, man can i get a ride into town i go man i'm not going anywhere i said i'm in the middle of a conference call i can't leave the house I, i'm working right now man you got a phone charger i can use a phone charger he's like my i can call my buddy and i said you you better you better take that last battery tick and, and call someone that you know to come pick you up all right then all right 
thanks anyways. I'm like, good luck, and shut the door. And I watch him. I watch him. Because normally, and this has happened before, because sometimes you get miscreants that walk up and down. There's no foot traffic in this neighborhood. So if you're walking down the street, someone has either dropped you off or you're up to no good. Thank God we have many sheriff's officers that live in this area. So it's just a matter of going, hey, Tom, you want to swing by and check this guy out? Sure thing. You know, Deacon, boop, 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 light him up. Uh, so he t- walked out to the end of the road. So I, he walked and I, I waited for about 15, 20 minutes, had to go to the store to get something. And sure enough, I see him on the, on the highway. He's, you know, about a mile and a half down the road. I'm like, all right, well, this guy's got another probably five, six miles before he sees anybody. You know, this story resonates in my mind. He could have just eat, cause he had his hands in his pocket. I didn't know what he was going to do. Thank God we always carry a, a nice, nice big old soft shotgun right there by the side door. Uh, when people come up, all right, guys, stick around when we come back. If you've got a nice fancy car like myself, do you find yourself attractive? Do other people find you attractive? Well, people say, nah, you got a, you know, it's an extension of your penis and you got a small penis type deal. Well, they've actually done a study and the results of those studies are in of what people actually think about you with your nice fancy car. So stick around. We'll dive in that story when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. And now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason. Jesus Christ, Jay. Howell. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown-ass man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. How about a used car? Used car. Used car like from uh, like uh, Jethro's used car lot? What are you buying from? Uh, we're going to go CarMax legit because my credit is the shit. I'm going to put it that way. So you bought a car from oh, yeah. CarMax? Any, any car you want to lot, Mr. Howell, it's yours because I ran my credit first. Right. Anything on the lot, anything, anything. Right. Take your pick. And what? You, and what? And well, hold on. What did Mister Howell pick out? <laughs> well, let me walk to the back of the car to refresh my memory. <laughs> Call four zero seven four four eight 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 zero zero. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Eight eight zero zero. Amy's breaking into the beer. Welcome to Profit Radio's Unnecessary Christmas Music. Starting now, all the way to... It's Christmas, and you're boring me. I found a loaf of bread in the store. December 25th. From all of us here at Profit Radio... Happy Holidays. You're listening to... That explains a lot. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live now presents to you Alexandra Burnett with his latest song, Electro Romance. To hear the full lane song, check out the music heard on Deacon Live over at Prophet Radio. J'avais envie d'aimer, oui Envie d'aimer quelqu'un de bien Quelqu'un que je connaissais bien Et même s'il est pas très beau Je lui parlerai de poésie Avec lui la vie sera jolie, jolie On volera jusqu'à Rio
welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? Well, I'll give you something for free, but you got to do something for me. You have to go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. Proud sponsors of Deacon Live, plus a whole bunch of other different uh, podcasts that are broadcast out of this studio. You can see them right behind me if you're watching this on the YouTube video. Oh, i got to fix that light. It's not sticking out as much as it used to, so <laughs> the owners are going to be pissed, so pissed at me. So i got to fix that as well. So if you want something for free, go over to ProfitRadio.com where it says free swag. Fill out that little form there. Pick you out our little prize pack. We'll send it out to you. Get it in quick, and you can have a, a, your very own little stocking stuffers from Profit Radio. Uh, some magnets, some stickers, some keychains, and all that. So get yours now, uh, just in time for the holiday season. Now, my wife, uh, in 2016, we went out and bought uh, right off the lot the the brand new 2000 at the time 2017 Audi Q5. We were going to get the Q7, but it's a little too big. It's more of a family car. And the Q3 was kind of like that um, fresh out of medical school. It's it's a small car. It's a little bit of status to it. Um, but uh, we decided for the Q5. My wife likes it. She enjoys it. It rides real nice. You know, it's an Audi. It's that German engineering and stuff. But one of the things that it has on it, and this is back in 2017, it has a navigation system in the vehicle. It comes with the vehicle. Now, uh, where we live out, they, where we lived at, they were working on some highways and stuff. Now, fast forward to 2023, which is now they finished those highways. Unfortunately, the map on the car needs to be updated. It doesn't update automatically. And you're like going, well, what about, uh, you know, the Google audio or is it Google? No, it's Android audio where it connects to your phone or the CarPlay. And that's available all over the place now. Well, unfortunately, GM right now is getting ready to get rid of those two and go with something different. And you ask yourself, why? Now, I just bought a brand new Chevy Silverado 2500 series. Uh, it's got all the bells and whistles on it. And it's got the Google or the um, Apple CarPlay. I don't know. I don't have an Apple phone. I'm an Android guy. And it does have the Android audio. When I say audio, I should say auto. Like automobile, not audio file type thing. And I said, great. And if I want to use, uh, and I, one of the things I said to the, um, the uh, dealership guy, I'm like going, look, do I have to upgrade the maps? You know, because it d- does come with a navigation system in this truck. And he's like, no, you, if you've got, you know, your smartphone or whatever, it hooks up right to it. And the screen on your smartphone shows up right on the, on the screen on the truck. I'm like, all right, cool. But now General Motors is announcing its intention to remove Apple CarPlay and Android Auto functionality from its upcoming EVs, electric vehicles, earlier this year. And the internet comments and sensations have not been kind since then. As the first of many EVs to follow, the Chevy 24, the 2024 Chevy Blazer EV hits the market. General Mills is expanding on its initial explanation for dropping the tech. They spoke to Tim Babbitt, uh, GM's head of production and in- infotainment. Oh, God. <laughs> They're just cramming words together and making them up. Babbitt said... They have uh, stability issues. He's talking about uh, CarPlay and the Android thing. They have stability issues and manifest themselves as bad connections, poor rendering, slow responses, and dropping connections. And when Car CarPlay and Android Auto have issues, drivers then pick up their phone. This is what he's saying. They're taking their eyes off the road and totally defeating the purpose of these phone mirroring programs. Solving those issues can sometimes be beyond the control of the automaker. Babbitt suggests in a world of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto... Uh, would be a safer one without it. As folks won't be looking to control their infotainment, it's not even a word, uh, via their phones. However, Babbitt says 
uh, tells Motor Trend Magazine, the theory hasn't been tested in either lab or real world yet. So he's just pulling this shit out of his ass. He doesn't, he's not, you know, we don't want them doing that. You know, if, if everything fails, well, all right, Babbitt, what, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? Well, I'll tell you how they fix it. Instead of using the navigation or music play app powered through your phone, the upcoming GM's EVs will include a Google-based infotainment system called... Oh, my phone... <laughs> my phone... Do you hear that beep? My phone went off. Sorry. Right. So the upcoming GM EVs will use a Google-based infotainment system called Ultify, U-L-T-I-F-I, that runs a ton of integrated Google apps. Google Maps will be the native operation navigation system. Uh, you'll be able to log into your Spotify and other apps, upload your music, and so on and so forth. So what they're doing is they're saying, you know, uh, Apple CarPlay, bad. Android Auto, bad. Well, how do you fix that? Oh, we've got this new thing where it requires a service fee. I guarantee you, it's going to be like OnStar or something stupid like that. It's a, it's a, it's a service fee that, that we have to do, and it's called Altify. What did I say before? Ulify? Altify is what they're coming out with. So look around for that. You're going to start seeing the, uh, maybe a pushback from Apple or Android based on that as well. Now, I've always had a new car. I've never bought. The last used car I bought was... I think 99 somewhere around there 99 2001 somewhere and i bought a um like a three-year-old suburban other than that i've always had brand new cars and when i get a brand new car i always i deck it out chrome you know leather seats all the stuff all the bells all the whistles i've always wanted that now do you say that's shallow of me to have no i like the stuff i want that stuff I think, you know, I like a nice car. And I think driving a nice car, in some sense, gives you some kind of social stature as people look at you. Like if, if, for example, you know, a millionaire driving around in a piece of shit and you're like going, well, why is he driving a piece of shit? Where's his money at? Oh, he, he's not a millionaire. He's, a, he's got his money tied up in other stuff. And you look different. Tell me you're not. Tell me this is not true. That you look at people different depending on based on what they're driving. And studies have shown that, you know, when you see someone driving like a Lamborghini or Ferrari or something like that, you're like, oh, whatever, guy, you know, that's so it's such an impractical car. The cars that I've always bought have always been practical. They're useful. I can do stuff with them, but I also make sure that they're really, really nice. Now, a team of behavioral scientists in the Federal University of Rio Grande in Brazil has found via survey results that people view men who drive luxurious cars of having a higher mating value and other positive attributes. In the study, they conducted two surveys involving people driving expensive cars. Evidence of a long suggested that men who drive expensive cars attract women who are looking for a partner who can provide for them at a certain level of lifestyle. But such evidence has not been tested well in one form or another. In this new effort, the research team sought to find out how both men and women really feel about men who drive top-of-the-line vehicles and how the owners of such cars feel about themselves. Uh, to that end, they sent out two surveys. The first survey asked potential respondents about their opinion on luxury cars and the men who drive them, including feelings about the mating values of the male dominance and male domination. The team received 171 responses, 93 of them were women, to prevent bias, researchers use examples fabricated with people, with fabricated people, people who didn't really exist in the survey. So here's Tom Jones or Dick Jones or whatever you want to call him. And this is his car. How do you feel about him? The second survey asked luxury car owner respondents questions regarding how they felt about themselves and their place in society, whether they thought they would make a better mate for someone 
who drove an ordinary car. Researchers received 409 responses, 206 of them, which were from women. In analyzing the return surveys, research team found out the majority of the respondents, both male and female, viewed men driving luxury cars as having a higher mating value and social dominance, and were often seen as a competent, as more competent in their lifestyle and their jobs. In some cases, and also more intelligent. I don't know. I've talked to some pretty uh, lowbrow ding dongs in those luxury cars. Uh, the survey results also showed that the respondents believed that they would benefit from personal and intimate relationships with such men. Researchers also found that people who drive luxury cars view themselves as having a higher social status and thus believe that they have more self-confidence than others. Most also rate themselves as having a higher mating value. So there you go. You drive a car, guess what? <laughs> You're getting laid. You're getting laid no matter what. I mean, that's the way you look at it. I mean, there's, I've seen... YouTube videos and TikTok videos of a guy who was like, you know, just a run-of-the-mill guy asked this, you know, whatever, gold digger girl on the side of the road, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? No. Okay, well, good luck in your future. And then he walks over to this, like, bright purple Lamborghini with gold trim, and the girl comes back over. I don't know if it's staged or not, but then she comes back, and she's like, is this your car? Oh, I, I really don't have a boyfriend. I was just saying that to get creepers like you away from me. Uh, I can go out on a date with you. <laughs> Sorry, you had your chance. See you later. Gotta go. <laughs> Take off. Now, have you seen the new, what do they call it? The new cyber truck? You know, it, the cyber truck, and everyone's been bashing it and stuff. And so I'm going to bash on it too. I'm going to jump on top of that dog pile. The cyber truck looks like when 80s movies try to make movies from the 2000s, you know, that are based in the 2000s. They think that this is what this all the vehicles are going to look like. A prime example was uh, Demolition Man. I think they took like the Ford Taurus and like put this exact same body style, you know, it's all fiberglass and stuff on the Taurus, the Ford Taurus. And then they said, look, that's what the future looks like. It's all square and boxy because that's what things are. Now's your chance. If you're not watching the video, go over to YouTube. You can see this video in real time as we're talking about it. A Tesla truck appears to have gotten stuck in an off-road trail. This video shows. So here's a video of uh, the new Cybertruck. What is it? Is it a Tesla? I think it's a Tesla. And there's a Ford uh, F-150 pulling it out. So let me switch cameras here. Uh, let's go to four. There we go. So here's the video of this guy. Now the truck looks like it was um, doing like, it, it's out in the snowy field and it looks like they were like getting their own Christmas tree type deal. So here we go. This is them getting stuck. Oh, those tires, those tires are spinning. Bam. And they got a Christmas tree strapped to the bed of the truck. Hey, look, it's a red truck hauling a Christmas tree. Hey, look, it's a cyber truck hauling a Christmas tree stuck in the snow. So here you go. There's a Ford F-150. Oh, that's like an excursion. So those trucks are, I'll play one more time. Those trucks are so light that um, that there's no, do they have four-wheel drive on them? Maybe they got a little ahead of themselves. Then let me see, I'm going to play, oh, it's going to go to Instagram. Let's play it one more time. Here we go. Oh, yeah. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I want the whole front of that truck to rip right off. That's <laughs> Pull the battery right out. Have it land right there in the snow. So there you go. All right. Um, when we come back, how do you, oh, let me switch cameras back to me. Back to me. How do you think you got blue eyes? You think it's from your mom? You think it's from your dad? Well, studies have shown there are another reason why you have blue eyes and why you have brown eyes. No, it's not because you're full of shit. And I'll dive into those details when we come back. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. 
everybody listened to uh, Prophet Radio or Deacon Live. I just thought you should know Travis Holmes. He's a loser that likes to verbally attack people. That He actually feeds off of people going through tough times as if you can get any lower in life. There are complete scumbags on this planet, and he is way up there in the ranks. If you listen to his podcast, make sure to call him out because I can back up my claims if he tries to deny it. If you hear this, Travis, grow a pair. Stop trying to bully people when your so-called friends know what a sack of crap you really are. If I can have other words on this podcast, I would say so. You're a sheep. I'm a wolf. Try to say something. Did anybody feed the dog? You're listening to... Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live now presents to you Grant Four with his latest song, Drought Day Ride'em. For more information, check out the full-length song over at Prophet Radio under Music Heard on Deacon Live. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks and the way you find ours is go over to Prophet Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. At the top middle of the page, a little section says social contacts. Uh, open that up and you can see all the stuff that links us to you and you to us as well. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on all the different platforms over there. Too many to name and so many for you to join. Now, one thing I have been talking about and that I just got one just a few minutes ago on my phone is that stupid highlights thing. And I can't, I couldn't figure out what the thing was when you do add highlights. So listen up, all you ding-dongs out there, all you dumb, <laughs> dumb asses. I'm going to say it, you're dumb asses. I couldn't figure out what the scam was. I found out what the scam is. So what happens is... They say, you know, if you type highlight, you're supposed to see everyone that does all your, that sees your profile or whatever. That's bullshit. What happens is the person who did the initial post at the very top that gets all you, you lowbrow waterheads to do the, the at highlights, once they've got a list of, let's say, 50 people, then they go in there and go, well, hey, we think you would benefit by going to, you know, Alice Smith's page and she can help you out with such and such and then puts a link to Alice Smith's page. So what they're doing is they're creating this whole link database of all your names and all your pictures and all that stuff. And they'll put it right underneath everyone's picture or everyone's comment. They respond directly to you. So it comes right to your, your Facebook thing. And it says, you know, make sure you click here. Uh, we think that you might know Alice Smith and you click on Alice Smith. And then all of a sudden, boom, your, your information's gone and you're dead. <laughs> you're laying out in the street, dead with your pants around your ankles. So don't do the highlights. And I had to cancel someone else out again. I was like, going, you are a fucking moron. I always put, you're a fucking moron after Because <laughs> if you're so dumb that you can't figure that out, I couldn't figure out what was going on. But if you didn't know it was a scam, end of rant. Okay, there you go. Now, this woman right here was pissed off as hell. It's hell. My wife, I wouldn't pull the stories yet. Uh, my wife, I had braces uh, going into high school. And when I got my braces on, the orthodontist said, well, you'll have them off by senior pictures. Well, my mom was kind of lax on making the payments and stuff. So <laughs> unless she made all the payments or was late on the payment or until the whole thing was paid in full, I had those braces on my teeth. And sure enough, here comes senior pictures. My mom hasn't paid the total bill yet. Four years later, I had braces on. They were, they were fine two years later after getting them put on. But 
So I had seen your pictures with braces on. Thanks, Mom. Thanks a lot. Uh, but my wife, she's she had pretty good straight teeth, uh, but one side of her, her jaw was kind of an underbite. She had one tooth that just kind of poked out, just trying to escape from underneath, you know, the top row of teeth. She had one little tooth on, on her bottom jaw that kind of stuck out, and they've been rubbing together for years. And she, she you know, like most women, are self-conscious about how they look and what they look like. Um, so she did this whole the Invisalign thing. Uh, and it was covered by ins- our insurance. And so she started getting those trays. If you don't know what Invisalign is, they, they do a laser scop of your mouth. And then they put it on a computer and they say, okay, uh, they 3D print these trays. And here's, you know, eight weeks of trays. You know, every Thursday, you got to put a new tray in. And, you know, every Thursday night, she's popping them in. She's like, oh, the, this one's going to move a whole lot. And like the next day, her jaw's hurting and her teeth are hurting from the, the movement and stuff. And then every... uh. I think it's every eight weeks, four weeks, or something like that. She goes back to the dentist. Uh, she's just about done. I think she's got one more set of trays to do, and then she's good. Her teeth look really good. Uh, they're all moving around. She didn't have to have any pulled. I think she said she had six of them pulled when she was a kid. She had too many teeth in her mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a joke there somewhere, but anyways. <clears throat> but this another company like Invisalign is this company called Smile Direct Club. Andre Gaines was running late for her appointment at, at the Smile Direct Club appointment on Monday. So she called from her car and let the receptionist know that she might be about five minutes late to her appointment when she heard an automatic voicemail saying the company has shut down and was no longer offering services. She assumed that phone number had been changed. So she received a confirmation email about two days beforehand, but she arrived at the office and saw that the doors were locked and the lights were off and the items were scattered everywhere inside as if the workers left in a hurry. This is where things got worse. Gaines, who's 22 years old, lives in Palm Harbor, Florida, tried to log into her patient's portal. I was supposed to have records and everything, she says. My retainers, my 3D scan, my teeth, progress reports, and so on and so forth. There's nothing. I can't even have proof that I've ever had a smile. What does it say? Now I don't even have any proof that I've ever had my smile straightened. No other doctor is willing to help me without proof. So the only way I could, I would take them the trays. This is my proof right here. <clears throat> the only way, so the only way that she could get help is if she started all over again. Smiles Direct Club left me with no options. I'm freaking out a little bit, she says. Gaines, who's one of more than 2 million customers that have turned to Smile Direct Club in the past decade seeking teeth aligners. That's what they're advertised as a fast, cheaper way than braces. Like countless others, she has been left in the lurch after the company ceased operations last week. Last week, after filing bankruptcy in September, the statement posted on the website says, Smile Direct Club apologizes to the customers, saying it had to make an incredible, difficult decision to wind down its global operations effective immediately. Customer service will no longer be available, including its supposed lifetime smile guarantee, which proposed limited or unlimited customer service even after someone finishes their alignment treatment. That promise, Gaines says, is the reason why she picked the company in the first place. I was supposed to have 24-7 care, and that was taken away from me. In a statement, Smile Direct Club wrote, to the customers that were on payment plans expected to continue to make monthly payments until payments have been made in full terms to our Smile Pay program. Despite receiving no longer care products behind the brand, the aligners were sold online and in store at about $1,800 a piece, making Smile Direct Club an appealing choice for lower income and unsure customers who might have been not able to afford braces, which cost anywhere from $3,000 to $10,000. So there you go. If you're part of that whole... Um, 
Smile Direct Club, uh, they went belly up. They're gone. See you later. <laughs> We're out of here. Take the money and run. Don't why? Don't don't frown. Smile. I can't. You have my braces. You have my trays that I need for my teeth. Oh, that's hard, man. Oh, that sucks. It's kind of like the people that invested in uh, was it Sky Moon? <laughs> they take the money and run. Those guys. That's a cryptocurrency. Now, my whole entire life, growing up, I've been told that I have green eyes. And then sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, oh, my eyes are blue. No, my eyes are green. My eyes are blue. My eyes are green. I don't, I don't know. They, they, they fluctuate back and forth depending on the, on the, you know, the cusp of the moon or the Mercury re, retro regrade or whatever that's going on out there and, and Mars being, a, a, you know, obliterated out there in space. But how do, how do you get your eye colors? Well, people say, you know, it's based on your mom and dad. And it's also based on how much melanin. Hold on, I, I had the word a minute ago. Melanin. Melanin, which is the pigment that causes like hair color, skin color, and all that stuff. <clears throat> so uh, your eye color is like a fingerprint. No one else in the world has the exact same eye color as you do. That's why they have those eye scans when you know in the movies and stuff. Uh, eye color depends on the amount of type and distribution of melanin, 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 or pigment of the iris. Uh, Blair Stevens, a clinical genetic counselor and director, I don't care what she is, but she's from the medical uh, school at the University of Texas Health Center in Houston, Texas. Melanin, melanin. production is determined by someone's genetic information, which in, is inherited from our parents. The eye color is a considerable, a polygenetic trait, meaning several genes are involved in how your eye color turns out. To that end, some generic variants produce more melanin, which leads to a darker color, while other generic variants produce less melanin, which leads to a lighter color of eyes. People often wonder why newborn's eye color changes, and that's because the melanin production continues to develop. Uh, Recessive traits are typically expressed if someone inherits a recessive gene from both parents, whereas a dominant gene from one parent can mask and recess the trait from the other gene. Brown eyes is thought to be the dominant, more dominant than the blue eye color, similar to like if you were going to mix paint. Although brown eye color is thought to be the dominant to blue, we emphasize that if we have two copies of each gene from one parent, the multiple genes are involved in determining the eye color. This means that there are many combinations of genes that children can inherit from their parents. Imagine watercolor pastel with some blue, green, and brown paint as the option. The eye color, hair color, and skin color are all affected by melanin or pigment that produces uh, that is produced in our body. Our genes dedicated to the type, structure, and amount of melanin that we produce determines these colors. So there are basically several shades of eyes. There's amber, which is described as a copper, gold, or light brown. Gray, uh, blue, or gray. About one in four people in the United States have blue, have blue eyes. Brown eyes are the most common eye color in the world today, and about half of the people in the United States have brown eyes. I think my dad has brown eyes, and my mom has what she called hazel I have green eyes, which is the least common color. Only 9% of the world uh, have green eyes. And uh, hazel is a color combination between brown and green. Well, that would be it. My mom had hazel eyes. My dad had brown eyes. So I don't have hazel eyes. I've got green eyes. So there you go. In the United States, 18% of the people have hazel eyes. The inherent patterns determines the eye color and very complex. Stephen said that they're also going to get you. There are still much to be learned about genetics and eye coloring. The one thing that they did say that eye color cannot be reliably predicted using genetic testing. So if you're trying to make that, um, what they call, uh, not gourmet babies, fashion babies or whatever, what do they call those? Where, you know, you're, you're trying to get the best genes 
out of your designer babies. That's what they are. I think Hitler tried to do that one time too. Uh, didn't work out. But if you're trying to have a designer baby, uh, they still can't get the uh, the eye color just right. Uh, too many variants in it. All right, guys. <laughs> variants? Loki? All right, guys. Stick around. When we come back, one more little segment uh, to get into, and we'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. And guess what? Tomatoes are bad again. Yep. Tomatoes are bad for you. Well, at least this brand is, and we'll find out what happened to them. Stick around. You listen to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. I can't even operate a leaf brower. 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 If you don't eat breakfast, you start drinking, your tongue will not say bull. God, why can't the English teach their children how to speak? Call 407-448-8800. What the hell? Deacon Live now presents you another song by Grant Four. This is Lost Souls. If you'd like to hear this song in its entirety or any of the songs played here on Deacon Live, go over to ProfitRadio.com and check out Music Heard on Deacon Live. If you want to be heard, well, of course you do. We'd love to hear from you as well. And you can be podcast famous. You can be anonymous if you want. All you have to do is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the bottom of the page says, be heard. Click on that. Uh, speak right into whatever device you're listening to is on or at. Uh, it comes right into our inbox and we'll play it on the very next podcast if you get it in soon enough or the very next podcast as well. Uh, so if you want to say anything about us or anything going on, uh, feel free. That's your platform to either yell at us, laugh at us, or just ask us anything that you want to do. That's over at ProfitRadio.com. While you're over there, get yourself something for free over at the free swag section as well. Now, don't forget, we do have a video. If you get all the way to the end of this podcast and you're like, well, I'd like to see what goes on in the studio over there. Well, we have one over at YouTube. You can see that in real time and all the the, uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff and all the videos that goes on in between the little commercial breaks that you hear there. Uh, you can see those over there as well. Make sure you subscribe over there. It's not a uh, it's not a money grab, believe me. Um, it's just another another. I'm messing with my camera here. <laughs> so I got to fix my camera. Moved it around. It's just a little media source, another media source for you to enjoy the podcast um, at your free time. And it's all shot in 1080. I think it looks good. <laughs> we got a brand new studio here. They spent about three or four weeks uh, renovating the studio so you can see all the different stuff. You can go back to the old videos too and see what the old studio looked like. God, it looked like a frat room, <laughs> frat party. Now, twins. I know, weird, weirdos. Twins are weird. But in this study, they're actually beneficial. So what's happened is there's a lot of people out there that, that live the vegan lifestyle. 
Vegan lifestyle is basically you don't eat anything meat or meat related or animal related. So there's no cheese, no milk, anything that comes from an animal. Uh, it even goes as far as taking caplets as far as pills. The uh, the clear gelatin caplets, yes, those come from hides of animals, uh, whether it be cow or go- cow or goats or anything like that. They boil them down, create jello, gelatin, uh, and they actually make those capsules. So a true vegan would not eat a caplet pill. So if you want to put them to the test here, you got a headache, take one of these and hand them one that's got a caplet and one that's just a regular tablet and just see what they do. If they grab the other one, you just go, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Point them at them and call them out for it. But there's a long running debate whether meat eating or meat free and meat filled diets promotes better health and new studies are giving weight to the benefits of a meat free diet. Researchers at the Stanford examined the health of 22 sets of identical twins, twin adults, to see how they fared if one ate a vegan or animal product-free diet while the other one ate an omnivore or animal and plant-based diet over two months. Studies were published in November 30th in the Journal of ne- uh, JAMA, G- J-A-M-A, Network Open. Look specifically at the twins' cardiovascular health, including cholesterol levels, sugar levels, and insulin levels, and body weight. No- nothing about their actual mental demeanor and all that. At the end of, what is it? What did they say? Three months? Oh, for two months. Yeah, at the end of two months, if I have to just eat lettuce and <laughs> all that stuff, I'd be, Rah! oh, but you're so much healthier. I want to kill somebody. Maybe that's what happened to the, the couple that got shot. After eight weeks of following a respective diets, twin siblings who ate a vegan diet had the most weight loss, reduced their LDL or the bad cholesterol, and experienced lower insulin levels, according to the study's findings. The findings in this trial suggested that healthier plant-based diet offers a significant uh, protective cardiometabolic advantage compared to healthier compared with a healthier omnivore diet studies find build on previous researchers showing that the plant-based diets are better than a non-plant-based diet when it comes to cardiovascular health that's all it says cardiovascular health is, is the only way it benefits according to the computer's model a 20 year old who went all in on a plant-based diet could at least add 10 years to their life at the end. If you're an 80-year-old and you start a plant-based diet, you could add three years to your life expectancy. What makes this Stanford study so different is that it uses twin who have the same genetic makeup and contributing factors, according to the study's author. Because identical twins have nearly the same identical DNA, they share the many same experiences, upbringing, geographic region growing up, and similar exposure to other variables. Uh, reserve differences in health outcomes have after ad- adaptations are different dietary pl- patterns that can largely be attributed to the diet itself. A plant-based diet is a way of eating that consists mostly entirely of foods derivative from plants, including vegetables, grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, and so on and so on. So plant-based diets typically consist of eating no, mo- no animal foods uh, that are different than vegan diets, which eliminates all animal foods. And products, a vegetarian diet, which eliminates all meat, fish, and poultry, but still eats animal byproducts. Uh, plant-based diets are often emphasized on whole food. So they said that, yeah, the plant-based diet is a lot better for you, just strictly cardiovascular. Now, what goes hand-in-hand with cardiovascular? Your weight's going to go down. Your insulin levels go down. So it's the whole entire thing. Now, it is a lifestyle. Believe me, it is a lifestyle. But you know those people that go, oh, I can't eat that. I'm, I'm vegan. I can't, I can't eat that you know it's the people that make that a bad name now i know that there are people out there if you make a sandwich for them you know you got bread 
mayo. Is mayo vegan? I don't fucking know. Let's say you got vegan mayo. <laughs> you got lettuce, cheese, whatever, or whatever. And if the meat touches something, they won't eat that thing. There are people that go to that extreme. Now, there are people that choose to be vegan just because they're they're afraid or they're upset about the way that meat is produced. Now, I can understand that. A guy I used to work with used to eat chicken and meat all the time, and then he saw a video on how the chicken processing plants happen, and he said, no, bring the children around the, on the, around your smart speaker right now. Bring the children around. Have them put the headphones on. He said the reason why he stopped eating chicken, he said that he saw these two guys, young guys, working in the chicken poultry plant, and as a, you know, they were kidding around and stuff, and these are workers there. The guy was sticking his thumb in the chicken's butthole, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, that's it. I'm not eating. I'm not eating chicken anymore. So it's the little things like that. I know. I know. Everyone's like going, come on. Come on. But it's true. It's a true story. That's what he told me. He goes, the guy stuck his finger in the chicken's butt. He's like, that's it. I'm not eating chicken anymore. All right. So <laughs> we understand that. But there's some truth to the matter as far as, you know, how we produce uh, to get our meat. Researchers are published in the Journal of Natural Communications has just detailed that how much a positive impact cutting meat and dairy consumption out of your diet can have just on the environment. According to scientists, uh, an author reported a substantial reduction in the global environmental impacts uh, could achieve by 2050 if 50% of the main animal food products, pork, chicken, and beef, and milk were replaced by plant-based alternative. Now, believe me, I am a meat and potatoes guy, but I'd like to listen to the arguments as far as moving to a you know plant-based diet and, and the benefits from that. Now, there's a, there's a video out on TikTok, I told my wife about it, where they talk about tofu. And tofu is one of the worst things you can eat, not because of what is actually in there, uh, but what they actually do to clear a field for tofu beans, they literally nuke the area with chemicals. And then they nuke the area with pesticides and stuff because there's a, like a titmouse that will go in there and eat the beans that make or the, the whatever they're called, soybeans or whatever, that make tofu. So tofu itself, to get the tofu to your table, they eliminate a lot of plants, uh, invasive plants that are out there in nature. And they eliminate, you know, two or three different types of species and bugs and, and little mice and little, you know, whatever that's out there. They eliminate all that just so you can have something that's plant-based. So think about what you're eating out there. Uh, but what they do say is because of the, the flagellants of the cows, if we just cut our, our, our meat production, yes, it would reduce the, the methane uh, that cows release. In uh, a statement published by Rika Alert said that more needs to be done to reduce global pollution. And the study shows a path forward. Plant-based meats are not just a novel food product, but a critical opportunity to achieving food security and climate goals were achieving health and biodiversity uh, objectives worldwide. Among other benefits of scientifically cutting meat and dairy consumption, the study outlines that the water use would decline by 10% instead of continuing to rise by, you know, having to feed and water the cow. Giving the magnitude of the benefit from substituting meat with plant-based alternatives for global sustainability, climate action, human health, uh, this researchers have proven important consumer food policymakers and so on and so forth. So there you go. They, they were saying that, you know, if we, if we as a nation, if we just cut out what did I say, like one one day a week, it'll reduce the methane gas and all that stuff. And then they are like going, well, let's all, let's make plant-based meat. Why can't we make meat-based plants? <laughs> you know, that's my question. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, the yin and yang. But I'll tell you what, 
I can't remember the last time that we had a huge scare as far as meat production. Now, granted, uh, there are there was a what was it um mad cow disease? What was that twenty years ago? But outside of that, I you really don't hear anything about the like contaminated meat or anything like that. Now you do see some recalls here and there uh, as far as like soups and things like that, but that's not strictly don't eat ground meat because this has been tainted. Don't eat this. It's always a mixture of something. But you hear about don't eat lettuce from Guatemala. Don't eat this, you know, baby spinach from here and there. They're having more problems with the leafy vegetables than we do with our, our meat byproducts and stuff. And here's a prime example. Tomato recall has dire warning if the issued products are being eaten. Here we go. A brand of sun-dried tomatoes has been slapped with a recall in the United States after inspections found some products containing sulfites, which can cause serious or life-threatening reactions among people who are sensitive to the chemical. All right, then don't eat sulfites. The five-pound bag of Aviator sun-dried tomato halves prepared by Global Veg Corp. distributed nationwide weren't properly labeled, meaning the sulfites were undeclared on the packaging, making them a potential safety hazard. While sulfites can occur in some foods naturally, such as eggs or onions, and developed in wine and beer as a result of fermentation, are sometimes the chemicals are sometimes added to preservatives during the process of products such as dried fruit, baked goods, and potato chips. While most people can consume sulfites without any problems, about 1 in 100 people suffer from sulfite sensitivity, according to the Food and Drug Administration. So there you go. You know, another urgent recall. The FDA has flagged this company, Aviator Sun-Dried Tomato Halves. Uh, so there you go. There's another. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> don't, don't eat the tomatoes. Don't put them on your hamburger. Don't put them on, your, on, the, on the side of your steak or anything like that. Don't eat them. You go ahead and eat the steak. That's safer for you, in my opinion, all right? Now, <clears throat> every good relationship needs a good roast-to-flirt ratio. And when I say that, you know, sometimes my, uh, my wife will, will say things about, you know, I'll say something I'm so proud of, and then she'll, be, she'll give me a little chop down and say, but you did this. I'm like, oh, man, why'd you have to say that? This wife's sweet and sassy prank on her appreciative husband has been met with a chorus of laughter online. So here we go. You can see this uh, picture over on YouTube, so make sure uh, you uh, check us out over there on YouTube. Search Deacon Live Podcast. You can see this right here. So on December 5th in Portland, Oregon, a Reddit user by the name of Bobby posted an image of a celebratory cake his wife promised him with a sarcastic message written on top. This image has quickly gone viral. My wife got me a cake, what I thought was a big accomplishment, Bobby captioned in the photo, a three-layer cake with speckled with rainbow sprinkles and frosting on top with the words, nobody cares. <laughs> One might be taken aback by such a rude phrase on the top of a supposedly celebratory cake and, and from a dessert. It's form as a heartwarming backstory. So here's the backstory. I've been working on this website for three years or so. Bobby, who owns a printing company, tells uh, USA Today, uh, emphasizes that he's not a web developer and is proud of his, in his coding victories along the way. While I was trying to build it, every time I completed a small thing like a button or something like that, I would show one of my employees, Bobby says. Eventually, I think they just got tired of hearing about me and showing them all these little small, tiny tasks and accomplishments. Hey, bud, have you ever heard of a GoDaddy or web? or anything like that it's basically plug and play so if you're physically doing the old school commodore 64 typing code you need to get with it bud <laughs> nobody cares no wonder they made you a cake like that uh, at one point 
Uh, one of his employees sarcastically applied with nobody cares at one of his many show and tells, quickly following up with words of support. I told my wife that story and we both found it hilarious, Bobby says. That kind of just uh, became the mantra of me building this website over the past three years. Jesus Christ, you're going to go broke. Bobby's wife had picked him up a three-layer cookies and cream cake. Mmm, cookies and cream. Mm, I'm going to have to ask my wife to make one of those. When I opened it up at the bakery, I laughed out loud immediately because it was absolutely perfect. Every relationship needs a good roast to flirt ratio. A few commenters didn't see the joke, calling the cake harsh and not nice. Oh, give me a break, people. So Bobby wanted to emphasize that his wife has been extremely supportive throughout this whole entire thing. See, that's the thing. People see, you know, a comment. Let me switch back to me now. My back to me. There we go. People see a little comment and they read the wrong thing into it or they read something stupid into it. For example, there's a there's a phrase out there that says, uh, depending on how you emphasize the phrase, how you read it, it depends on how you interpret it. Like, I did not tell you to kill her or I did not tell you to kill her and I did not tell you to kill her. I did not tell you to kill her. I did not tell you to kill her and I did not tell you, you know, you can go on and on and on, but there's that whole spiral where when you get an email, one thing I learned many years ago, when you get an email, you've got to read it just verbatim of what it is and don't put your emphasis on the wrong syllable. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the top of the page says social contacts. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Uh, you can see this video in real time. If you got to the end of the podcast, you'd like to see everything that goes on here in the studio. You can do that over there at YouTube. Search Deacon Live Podcast as well. And uh, if you would like to be heard, you can do that as well. And you can be anonymous if you want. Just do that today. All right, guys, on that note, I want you to get back to enjoying the rest of your day. And my name is the Deacon saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait! Come back! This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.